Welcome everybody. This is Becky Left the Chat, scheduled for one fall, and this is the no 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 WrestleMania episode. Hey Jen. Hi. We are here bringing you our review of WrestleMania 8. Yes. April 5th, 1992. We've marched. We've watched YouTube superstars clips. We've watched primetime wrestling. We've broken it all down and we've made it, Jen. Finally. Finally, finally we're here. We're going to be able to answer we the question. It. Is it. Hulkamania dead? Did that shit die? Will Ric Flair keep his title? He might. He might not. What about those disasters? They're pretty natural. Well, let's dive right in. So, as you guys know, if you listen to our first special episode on the, that uh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Royal Rumble, these are a little bit different. We are going to break down the card. We're going to maybe, um, you know, may, maybe if we decide, talk, and figure out how we might want to reconfigure the card, which in this case, I definitely think, as we were watching it, we had some ideas about that, right? Oh, like the order yeah, of matches? Just, just reconfigure the matches, you know, in general, like where they were. Um yeah, I'm going to say it didn't I I feel like the main event should have been a different match. I think that I'm not alone in feeling that way. It is popular opinion, so. I just feel like the order at a minimum could have been changed. But Well, yeah, but I think that's part, part of, of it. it. Yeah. So, we're we're going to break everything down, tell you how we feel uh, about what we saw, rate our top 3 matches, go back to those matches we talked about before that we were looking forward to and see how they Shook out and then get ready for uh well, let's let's start there, right? Well well we'll we'll run down the card and then when we get to ours we'll uh we'll we'll talk about them, right? I I feel like maybe we run down the card because we started with Run Shawn... down your mom. Hey now. Hey now. We started with Shawn Michaels. Well, first of all, we're at the Hoosier Dome. I so I said April fifth, nineteen ninety two, the Hoosier Dome. Hoosier. Yeah. We've been we've been on our way there. We made it. We set up Oh, I didn't know that you said that. We got Gorilla, and we got Bobby, and we got Reba. Oh, yeah. Reba kicked us off. She kicked off the proceedings. She uh, sung us an anthem that I don't know if it goes down as one of the greatest anthems ever, but it was an anthem. And we jump right in to Shawn Michaels versus Tito Santana. Thoughts on this match, Jen? I think it was a decent match. It It was... It's a match. Were you looking forward to this match? Well, I mean, you know. Sean's I wasn't not looking forward to the match. No, but I always like that uh that Sean Sherry situation. I think it's fun. I thought it was fun too. I thought he's really um, molding himself into this heel, mm-hmm. pretty boy, arrogant, clowny character. He's really building it out. Yeah. Sherry was sensational as always. How else? I mean, she looked great. She was wearing a snazzy white outfit with a, a midriff showing, and she had, like, bedazzles down her back. I mean... She was ahead of her time in this outfit. She's a classy bitch, and I really love her. I, I thought the match... It was a, Yeah, it was decent. Lots of... I mean, there were lots of the, the, the chokehold situation going on in the middle. Um, they flipped each other in and out of the ring a lot. That was fun. Huh. Um, I thought it was okay. I, the, I, I don't know. I just... Uh, Knowing where we're going with both of these uh, superstars, one is on the rise and one is on the decline, obviously. It's tough. It's tough. I, I feel like sometimes you're maybe expecting a little bit 
more um, out of a Shawn Michaels match than you get. Sometimes he really delivers. Other times you're kind of here and, and he's working with Tito Santana. And it, it's a decent enough match. But I think Tito at this point in his career may be a little bit limited. So like Jim was mentioning, uh, there's a lot of the grappling, a lot of the holds, a lot of the stuff that uh, I know a lot of people, one way or the other on the Iron Man match we'll get to in a couple of years. But it's that sort of thing where you're kind of at some point going, all right, guys, let's, let's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's hard because if you're a Shawn Michaels fan, Correct. which I know a lot of people aren't. True. And that's cool too, you know. Um, and you're watching this now. Does it live up to some of his other matches that are going to happen? In... Of course. No, not. absolutely no. not. You know, so it's just, but, but that's not really fair. Because it is a good match. It, it kicks off the event nicely, right? It feel, I feel like it gets you pumped yeah. for the rest of WrestleMania. Right. It really sets it. This is his first singles match in a pay-per-view event, like, as this Heartbreak Kid character. I don't even think he's calling himself Heartbreak Kid yet, is he? I, I don't think so. But no, it's, it's his first match as this heel character. He, I mean, there's a lady... Somewhere in the front row, and she is screaming, "Go home, Sean!" And True. it sounds like by the end of this match, she's lost her voice. I'm pretty sure she's screaming in the future too. In another match, not in the future, but you know, at the same WrestleMania, she is fucking pissed. I'm, I don't think she can do it. She must have been like a huge Rockers fan, and was she Marty Jannetty's wife? Marty Jannetty's head went through the glass window. Her heart shattered with the glass, and she was just, this bitch was pissed the whole time. It was borderline getting annoying, kind of funny, but I mean, really, like, just screaming the whole time, go home, Sean! It was a lot. It was wild. It was a lot. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the ref had a really nice haircut. It's true. Though we should mention that. These perfect little bangs, little bowl cut bangs, um... Yeah, you know, I think the end was a little anticlimactic. It's just kind of like... Just kind of ended. Yeah, it was like Tito Santana tried, like, a move, and then Sean just kind of, like, reversed it and pinned him. Yeah. And it was over. And I think a lot of that has to do with, though, like, we've been watching a lot of Attitude Era stuff, and I feel like the hoops you have to jump through and the people that have to pop out from the inside of the ring and drive you know trucks into the arena and it's the it's never just a pin it's always like this super climactic event where there's been so many near falls to get this pin that this pin was just a pin and it happened well i think like so i think that we're kind of watching it from like i'll say this a little bit of a a different our brains are in a place where, like, really, a pin is a theatrical well, event. Where it doesn't have... To, it, it wasn't in 1992. So, anyway, that that's... I'll say this. So, in my opinion, and when we get to the next match and talk about it, this is where I'm going to kind of, um, you know, pivot on this. But in my opinion, when you're watching a match like this, I think the biggest problem that happens in these earlier matches is that Sean really hasn't established his finisher yet. So it's about, a lot of these other matches are about setting up the finisher and you get the finisher and you get the payoff, right? So later on, obviously Sean's going to iconically be thumping his foot, getting ready for the, you know, sweet chin music. I mean, these are things that are cool that we know that we're setting up for the big move, for the big finish. 
this just didn't really have that yet. And that's just a matter of his character developing uh, along the way. I think that's really more of what it is because I like, do you know what Tito Santana's like no, big finisher is? I'm not even talking about Shawn Michaels or Tito. I'm talking about like just pins in general. And a lot of the pins in this WrestleMania like aren't as theatrical as they wind up being in the later 90s. Like that's all I'm saying. But um, no, you're right. He does do the kick, but it's not a finishing move yet. I kind of like it better when he just kicks somebody instead of like does the whole foot thump, but what? But I mean, if you run down the list, and, and that's kind of what I was going to say to you, if you run down the list, though, if you really look at this from a big picture standpoint, most of the people that won outside of the four man tag, most of the people that won are young, up and coming people. So they really haven't established exactly how they're right. going to finish a match. So that's why I'm saying and I, that's, that I think is the one problem that I have with a lot of this one is just that we don't have the established finishers yet. We don't have that establishment so you know what if we don't have that it, it makes it a little bit difficult there but anything else you want to dump in on this match anything else you got i love sherry okay i just love her i respect that i also love sherry she's wonderful did you see how he threw her down after the match was over and then flexed over her it was borderline abusive i mean i think she liked it though she was. She, she's. I think. Into the, I think she was kind of into her it. character appeared to be into the rougher. Yeah. Oh. Side of things, but um, Sean won, correct? Yeah. Big winner, WrestleMania solo Winner, game. winner. Sean did. Hoosier Dome dinner. We go right into an LOD interview. Wait, are we going to rate these matches or what? Are we doing ratings? Are we rating this match? I think we should come back. I think we should come back. I think we should talk about them for a little bit and then come back. What do you think? This way, this way, you don't you don't look at something because like if I had to rate this right now, I'm gonna give this like a six and a half. But mm-hmm. I but I feel like as I go further, there might be other matches that I think are not as good. But then I don't want to give them like a five. You're like I'm just looking down the list. Like I don't want to give the Owen Hart Skinner match like a five. Like we're kind of just getting introduced to Owen Hart Skinner. I mean they put on a decent enough match. I it think their fine. problem it was really short. But I think their problem is is again comes into what what we're gonna really talk about is just reconfiguring the order. Um, but that's more hindsight than anything else. And that's more our, you know, what we got out of two of these matches, which are really awesome. I think, that, I think I, overall at this card, I think there's two really good matches. I think there's one good match for what it is. And then I think there's the Hulk Hogan match, which just exists in its own thing because this is allegedly his farewell match. So the rest of them are, are okay. And I would, like I said, reconfigure how I did them. Um, but that we can kind of do. I mean, it's up to you. Do you want to rate it now? No, we can go back and rate them. Okay. Um, so, like, like I was saying, we got an LOD interview. They're coming back. We'll be talking about them next week a little bit more in depth. But they are coming back. Fun right? fact. Yes. I got a fun facty for you about that. Come at it. They were supposed to actually challenge Money, Inc. Okay. for the tag team titles. Makes sense. Instead of the nat- the Natty D's. Okay. But Hawk got in trouble and was suspended. Until after WrestleMania, which is why they're there as just an interview and not Got actually it. wrestling. But yeah, because they're they're on the the UK thing, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, our next match is a few. Excuse me, we were referencing before Undertaker versus Jake the Snake. This is just two heels, really. No, it's not. Taker's like a Re- really. I think it's really the apex predator heel, Jake the Snake. Kind of relinquishing that 
badass heel weird vibe thing. You know, in this L that he takes to the Undertaker. That's how I feel. I know Undertaker's trying they're trying to make him a little bit of a face right now, but I mean again he's They're hundred percent trying to make him a but face. But he's always the Undertaker. They're, he's always the Undertaker. He decided don't... to turn on Jake and now he's starting some sort of beef with Berserker after WrestleMania, which will you know, whatever. Right, but... I mean, but he's a heel because he's with Mr. Fuji. Mr. Fuji's a heel. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand, but what I'm, but what I'm basically... No, I mean, he's not a shy, like, he's not Hulk Hogan, you're not, like... Right. I get what you're saying, but you just consider him in his own realm. I consider anyway. him in his own realm, and um, I, I think this really, I, I think... See, this is not really a heel-heel match, though, like how the Bret Hart-Roddy Piper match is actually really a face-face match. No, this is not a heel-heel match, but what this is, is, here is a, this is, this is a passing the torch thing, because Undertaker's a lot younger than Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake is giving away... That wild vibe that, like, anything can happen in the WWF insanity to The Undertaker now. That Undertaker's already been building it. He was already champion once already. Remember, he beat Hulk. Like, he's already been champion. But it's just like, here you go, dude. You are now the most unpredictable man that's in this upper echelon of guys. That That's how I felt. Because, as we all know, Jake the Snake oozes with charisma. In terms of just like his promos and how he's dropping things and how you're just like, man, anything can happen. And he's always setting up that DDT. He drops two DDTs on The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Undertaker blinks it off like it ain't no fucking thing. And then he drops a tombstone on him outside the ring to, mm-hmm. to end it. And you're just like, okay, the torch has been passed. It was a quick match. It was fairly dirty. I don't know what kind of high-flying event you're going to expect. You know, I'm saying quick and dirty in the euphemism, but I mean, I don't know what kind of high-flying match you're going to expect from I don't. Jake I don't Snake, necessarily you know? expect it to be high or flying. Um, I don't know. I was a little disappointed because I was pretty excited about this match. And I feel like, aside from the end, where there were two DDTs and then the tombstone, and then he just pins him, um, the end was cool, I thought. But then, I mean, other than that, I felt like it was a little anticlimactic, a little... See, as we were watching it, I said that I was going to save my thoughts for this, and and this is why. So, at first, on first glance, yeah, it's a little bit, maybe it's a little bit anticlimactic. But I felt that the coolest part about this match was, if you're looking at it almost as that passing of the torch thing, Jake the Snake has been a guy that's only been trying to set up that DDT. And that's what he's got. He doesn't have a ton of other moves. And I'm I'm looking more at, um, you know, down the line, obviously in the Attitude Era, where we have an older Mick Foley who has some pretty, has some good moves. He's really doing all this wild shit, you know, and that's really what's, what's making you kind of s- overlook the fact that there's not a lot of the technical stuff at that point in his career. And like, I think at this point in Jake's career, we don't have a ton of the, the, the technical stuff. So I think what's really cool is he's setting up the move. But it's like, how else could he beat? Like, there's no way he could beat him. He did two DDTs and he couldn't win. Like, he just, it's it's just cool because it's just gives this mystique to The Undertaker. Like, anybody else gets, oh. a, gets a DDT dropped, I'm like, boom. Like, you know, obviously Macho Man was able to deal with the DDT, but it's just like, that's Jake's thing. And like, you, you took two of them. And I think that that's, you know, where we're at in the Attitude Era now is you're starting to see it too, especially with The Rock and Stone Cold, where it's like, well, I took two stunners, or I took two... And, like, that's where you're going. That's where this will eventually end, where it's like, okay, well, all we can do now is just how many finishers can you get up from? And I just think it's really cool, because it's that, like, passion, passing of the torch moment. Because once... At this stage of... 
the program, when you are getting a tombstone pile driver, you are done. You're not kicking out from it. No. And I have no... I liked the end. I think that's cool. I like the end. And then I like how the taker is, like, taken by the power of the urn, which is silly, but also, like, I'm here for that. It was just more everything up to it, I felt, was a little bit... I don't know. It's a little bit meh. And I just... I, and I love both these guys. So it's not like, and I think that's why, because I was like, oh yeah, these are like two of my favorite guys. Like, I love Jake. I love how quiet he is. I love how sinister, like he's the best. And um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's because it, it took me off, you know, a little off guard when he came out in those white tights. I was like, whoa, Jake and your white tights. That was his WrestleMania best. You were like, whoa, look at those white tights. And I'm like, I am. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was, uh, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's still... I would say I'd rate it in the maybe middle of all the matches that we've okay. seen. It's definitely not the the my least favorite match of the night. It's just the one I was like really excited about. You know, that's all. I'm, one of the few. Yeah, I'm going to put this definitely for me. I mean, it, it's going to be in my top four for sure. Only because of just the ramifications of, like I said, in my opinion of how the match went. Um, where exactly I slot it. We'll figure that out when we come back and rate it. But I just thought it was cool that it was like here's the undertaker and you can't beat him and nobody can beat him and it's wrestlemania and you can't beat him and it's like oh yeah no that that, that was cool drops yeah. the ddts and you just can't beat him and you're like it, it, it to me i love those ddts to, to me so, he does them so good to me it's just one of those things where you're like what can you do to win you 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 can't and some of the most iconic matches this is not obviously not one of them for the undertaker but some of his more iconic matches later on down the line it's like even if somebody beats him he beat them. Like, he beat the shit out of them. Like, you didn't really... What you won on a technicality. Like, Kane shows up or this or that or whatever. You're never really, like, beating him. And it never really seems like he's ever really getting hurt. And, like, that was the cool part about this match. It really gave that mystique. Where you almost kind of felt for Jake. Where you're like, he can't win. Like, there's just... No, he can't win. He's not gonna win. Yeah, you really see that, like, he's, um... Imposing. You know, he's getting, yeah. yeah, but you also see that, like, Jake's getting older. And, yeah. Like, he just it, can't do it. It's it just kind of... It's kind of a bummer you know what i mean yeah. that you're used to seeing him being like he's dominating what's yep. happening and that's not what this was and yeah in our last pay-per-view with jake it was jake versus macho man and you were like anyone can win going in this match you don't really know what to expect but by the time you left you're like there's no fucking way that jake could have beat the undertaker yeah and i think that's what's cool is it really helped push over the undertaker which is probably what the the purpose of this was Face, heel, whatever, whatever you end up, however you want to look. You know, they wanted him to be a face, but again, it just adds to the mystique. I think it added to the mystique. I do feel like a lot of this particular WrestleMania is that. it's. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. It's the handing of the baton, you know, over to the younger guys. And this is part of that. Especially on the level of the card, too. Like, who's fighting who and where. Like, yeah, those people, I mean, when you really flesh it out down the line, they kind of end up being in those roles for a long time. A long time. Like, The Undertaker ends up being in that upper echelon, but also, like, oh, kind of he, heel villain role. Like, uh, I'm looking down the line. You but know, he, you, he, re- he retired, like, a month ago, right? <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, I mean, I'm even looking at, like, the Owen Hart-Skinner match, and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Owen always ended up being that kind of lower mid-card guy. Like, that's just where he ended up. It didn't mean that he had to be there, but, like, this is that's where he was fighting. He was, he ha- that's... I think, I think the Skinner... Uh, gimmick just wasn't working. I don't even think that, that I think that's what happened with that. But yes, no, I, I But I'm saying like, who they ended up fighting. Um but anything else you want to take away from that one? Add to it, take away. I didn't see any snakes. 
It's true. Jack Tony said there were none. And again, that's like, you know, when the Undertaker comes out and he doesn't yeah. have his coffin and his druids and everything. No coffin, hey, no snakes, out. no body bags. Can't just, win. There's two very large men. Can't beat him. And, uh, yeah. And like I said, that's why we'll wrap back around. I figure that's why we'll wrap back around. Because you may give this a 6.5 and then realize, well, wait, I give that, that, or this, or whatever. So the next one we had, um, awesome match. Pretty iconic match, I think. I, I would say, at least in terms of oh, absolutely. what I've seen uh, from these guys, definitely at this point, is Bret Hart, Roddy Piper. Yeah. Two faces. Fighting because Brett wants that title. As we mentioned before, the flu is true. I want my belt back. He wants it. And Roddy Piper giving him all the shit about eating bologna sandwiches oh and hanging out and changing oh his diapers God. and everything. You, just laying it on. Do you want to know the best part about that? What's that? So, okay. How much of an age difference would you imagine Roddy has over... Brett, after talking about how his mom's making him sandwiches. At least he, 15 years. Yeah, no, he's one. three years older. Yeah, like that's... <laughs> and and from what we from what <sighs> we were hearing, it just wasn't even... Obviously, none of that was accurate, right? Like, none of that actually happened. No, I mean, I guess... He's a friend of the family. I guess he he's like... like he was a mentor to Brett, but he wasn't like going to their house and eating bologna sandwiches. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, like, that, that, that was true. That went down. It just... that. And it's funny, when you watch the promo, like, before the match, you kind of see him talking about how um, Helen is slapping the bologna on the bread, but, you know, just one piece of bologna, and, you know, Brett, you're in your potty pants, and, and he's saying all this shit, and you see Brett, like, just kind of, like, you could tell he's trying not to laugh. It's, it's great. It's good. It's it so was, good. It good. It's so good. Later on in an interview, Bret Hart would say that he uh, wrapped that razor blade throughout the whole oh, interview. God. Yeah, so he starts yeah, he starts bleeding, he, yeah. right? He cut himself, he's bleeding, you know, and and that I, again, it it sucks in a sense because this is one of those like this should have been like if, if I could do anything over, the only thing I would say if I could do anything over here is that this match just would not be uh even like here. It would be a headlining match on something else, just because, like... Oh, man, I disagree. This is WrestleMania. So I know, but the problem is, like, Bret Hart bleeding, and then when we're going to get down to Ric Flair bleeding, no. they, it's just double blood that I'm like, oh, man. And the, But the Ric Flair blood is so cool with Ric Flair's hair. It looks, and he's wearing red. It's so good. And he so looks good. bananas, and that looks so fucking oh, cool, but God. then we just had it before, and I don't think you could slot this... But, uh, it doesn't... It actually... It's an IC one, so it, you can't slot it past... The actual championship. It does not so. bother me at all that this. I am so happy that this well, match really is good. here. No, this match really was. I don't. I have a really hard time choosing my favorite match because I loved this match, and the championship match so much. But like just the, them, just like scrapping, just like hitting each other in the face, and like just the back and forth. I think Brett plays possum like two or three times where like Roddy's concerned about him, and then he just jumps up and attacks him. Like it's so good. But the bleeding, he said that that razor blade was in his mouth. Like you said, during the interview. Yep. During the whole match until mm-hmm. he finally cuts himself. And then he was saying that, as an interview that I read, that um, Ric Flair got like a $5,000 fine. Because at this time, McMahon was 100% against blading. Like, you were not allowed to do it. He hated it. And Piper's like, you know, Brett you should maybe bleed. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I think it would be cool. And he was like, yeah, it probably would be cool. But they played it off like 
when they went backstage, Brett was acting really pissed that Roddy actually kicked him in the face. That they played it off that it was actually an accident. So he didn't get in trouble at all. They just believed that it was an accident. Right. Where like Ric Flair, I mean, you can kind of see when he does it and it's just so much. And, well, and, and that it was kind of not... And that's, that, that's, that's the only thing I was alluding to. Because to me, that's what made this match so iconic was the bleeding, was the whole thing. But then we yeah. get it. it, it and they're... Sorry. No, I was going to say, it reminds me of later on down the line when we do get the ladder match. Versus Sean and Razor. And then, like, the match right after it is, like, Macho Man and Crush. Which was actually a good match if you watch it out of sequence. If you watch it on its own. But coming right after that, it just doesn't... It's not right after that on the, um... I don't think it is right after that. It is in the sequence of how it happened. But I think when they broadcast it, I don't think that it is. Or maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. No, you I, know I, what? I don't know I, what I'm talking I about. I think it is. Because I think in one of the interviews or one of the shows we watched that, um... Sean said that Macho Man was pissed at him when he came back. Like, he saw him afterwards and was like, fuck, they said something. I, I was like, fuck somebody, you, now, now I have to come out after that. I don't know if it, it was somebody else who said that Macho Man was pissed at Sean. Yeah. And and Scott Hall, because they, yeah. yeah. But yeah. um, the other thing I really like about this Bret Hart-Roddy Piper match is that they both do things that, like, heels do. They both take it to a level, right? Where they're mm-hmm. kind of like pushing it, where they're not just super good guys. Like everybody loves them, but they're not, they're both willing to get a little bit dirty. Like at the end, when Roddy grabs the bell and he's just going to destroy Brett with the, with, with the bell. Mm-hmm. And then he's looking at him and he's looking into the crowd and he's like, I can't do it, you know? And Brett's acting hurt and he feels so bad. And then he drops the bell. And then that's when Brett jumps up and gets him and pins him. It's awesome. It's just so, it's, but I love that. I love, I love when a face has a little bit of heel in them, you know? I mean, I think, I think you hit the nail, the nail on the head. I mean, there was also Roddy Piper. Didn't Roddy Piper spit at one point too, Adam, near him? Oh yeah, yeah. He he spit on him. Yep. I I think this is, this is definitely going to be, you know, it's, it's. it's There's like, there's like a, someone gets kicked in the ball. He got kicked him in the balls. It's like, it's, there's a lot of stuff. Part of the reason why we're going through and and doing a lot of this 92 stuff as one and then we're going to uh, do 93 maybe as, you know, like a six month segment versus week to week is just because the outside main event stuff is not a ton of great stuff to kind of look at, um, which is going to really mean that most of our end of the year card is going to be from these match, you know, from these bigger pay-per-views just because they're so good. And this is probably going to be this could... This could be, you know, at the end of the year when we look back in the six months that we look back here, this might end up being, for me, spoiler alert, this could be the best match, like, of the year. Where I'm like, this is my main event match, like, I'm going to make my own card, I'm going to make my own nine-match, you know, event. Because this was so good. Uh, Again, the only problem for me that took it a little out of context was just, you know, when you're watching this and you see Brett bleed and you're like, that's cool, like, you know, spoiler, when we talk about the flare, like him bleeding is out of control because he's just his hair. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know. It doesn't, it's the one thing. I'm okay that it happens in both. Also like, and I'll stop talking about this, but just that we have been watching a lot of attitude era and like, it's almost like you get desensitized to the amount of blood that you see and the amount of just like straight, like (laughs) insanity. So it's, it's nice when something is pretending to be this like more holistic, pure thing geared towards children, then it gets edgy. And that it, it almost like means a little bit more because it's 
not this just in your face thing. Like you're not used to seeing somebody bleed. So when you see Brett bleeding, you're like, oh my God, he's like covered in blood and there's blood, you know, on his tights and there's blood all over the mat. And it's like, oh my God, so much blood. Like when you see that all the time, it doesn't mean anything. But because this is like at this point, like at least surface level, a more wholesome product, it's really like, that's cool. Like, I don't know. That's how I feel about it anyway. I can see that. Um, For me... Biggest biggest takeaway, biggest thing from this match is just how much the two of them got out of their their wrestling and their moves and their holds and you know a Piper's more scrappy, but just how much they got. I mean, Bret Hart really does own up to being you know one of the best, and I really think this yeah. shows it because you're just this is an intercontinental title match. Yeah, and then at the and may or may you know de- depending on how you personally feel about. You know, when you look back at the end of the year, when you look at it or whatever, one of the better matches. I see title match. You know, it doesn't always happen. Again, it happens with the Razor Sean that year with the ladder match, which is one of the better matches I've ever seen. But uh, it's also that's also because, like you said, he's bleeding here. It, it ups the ante. When mm. we're in the Attitude Era, then it goes too far, right? I mean, it, with one exception being... Potentially one of the greatest, you know, cuts or whatever is that I believe it's, is it Austin Bret Hart? Yeah. The submission oh match where he literally bleeds. It's the hard to watch. But that, that one's cool. That's hard to watch. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, this match was really good. It was really good. And then the end when Roddy like gives him a hug, this is the perfect passing of the baton. Yep. You know, cause you can tell these guys are friends. Apparently they both had an idea of how they wanted this match to go. They sat down to talk about it, and their ideas were almost identical. And that's just so cool. So, like, it, I don't know. This... It was an awesome match. It was awesome. Our next event that occurs, we get a Lex Luger promo for the WBF, the <laughs> World Bodybuilding <laughs> Federation, which, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Oh, man. Cause, oh, man. Because we'll get more into that promo because we're going to get... We'll, we'll get into that next week, right? Where we're kind of bringing on stuff. You think that promo was beautiful? I... Again, we'll get into that more next week. I want to. I want to keep it on. You didn't like how he here. snapped his fingers and he had a, a woman disappear with a, that was a chalice. Wife. That wasn't a woman. That was, that his was wife. not his wife. Because that's he what ab- they said. That may be his. I don't know. Doesn't he appear with his wife like a year later, at like another? I think at Survivor Series or something. There's a promo with his wife, and I'm pretty sure she's an Asian lady. That was a I blonde woman. So <laughs> disappearing with like a chalice full of milk. I again, don't think we'll, that was his we'll, I don't know. We'll, we'll break. Or maybe he got divorced and remarried in a few months. I mean, it happens. Maybe. I don't know. But um, I, I thought Bobby said it was his wife. But we'll, well break down. We'll Bob, break down the WBF promo later. Let's, let's. Bobby says a lot. Okay. Let's keep the train moving. Let's not get too derailed by the WBF. And uh, I mean, this is the first time we see Lex. This is the first time we see him. I no, think as in the WWF as like. A new character. But he's not in the WWF. That's what I'm trying to tell you. He's in the World Bodybuilding Bodybuilding Federation. I get it. But I think that they're probably trying to... Whatever. I mean, you see... Why else would he be there unless they don't know that he's coming? Because Vince McMahon owns the World Bodybuilding Federation. Because he loves muscles. Right. So Lex Luger (laughs) is promoting the World Bodybuilding Federation. And Lex Luger is in that. But that shuts down after he has his car accident. Or his motorcycle accident, which then gives him the metal plate, which then he gets introduced later this year. But he's supposed to be in that. He's not supposed to be in the wrestling part of it yet. 
This is not to promote the wrestling. This is to promote the bodybuilding. I mean, do you... Is your brain... Seriously, after all this time, Jen... And I'm being serious, everybody. This is 30 minutes into the podcast here that we're talking. Do you not remember... How many fucking Ico Pro commercials we had? I remember. That was all for the bodybuilding shit. I know. I know what that Ico, Ico Pro. I know. <laughs> gotta want it. Oh God, you really gotta want it. But um, in, in all honesty, he's not yet coming into the WWF. We see him. He's completely. I don't want to say juiced out, but he's massive. And this is about that other show. Because apparently that ran on, like, Saturdays. And he was, like, on that show. Like, apparently there was, like, a show. What is that? Is that just guys working out? Like, what is that show? So. I mean, we're really, I feel like we're really derailing right now. We're derailing, which is why I tried to not go down this rabbit hole. But I'll just say this. There were literally shows that were on all the time. There was stuff like the sports reporters would just be, like, literally people that just reported on sports that just like talked in a room about sport like there was so much random crap that was on that was made that ended up becoming all these other things that we have now this i think was just like like that like we just have airtime like randomly even here now like all of a sudden you'll be like what why is there like coach's corner and we're watching like a coach talk about like d3 basketball like that's i think what this level of this show was i'm not gonna lie to you yeah I completely glazed over. One hundred percent, which is why I, I have no want, idea what you. Just- which is why I begged you to not go down this rabbit hole. Like, stop with the Lex Luger. He's no part of the World happened. Bodybuilder Federation. Now, we oh. get that promo. Oof. We we move on. Okay. Eight man tag. Yeah. Nasty boys, Repo Man, and the Mountie. Yes. Boss Man, Virgil, Slaughter, and Hacksaw. Yes. Slaughter and Hacksaw, I would say, are like a, at this point. They're like a tier one, like two, two way of the tag teams, as well as the Nasty Boys. They're, they're, they're circling because we know they're going to be back. Repo Man and the Mountie had no storylines and Mm. Repo Man's not really going to have a ton of storylines. I feel like there's no stakes whatsoever in this match. This is just eight veteran guys. That's it. Playing in the ring. And you either are like, wow, this is a real fun match with eight guys that I know and love, or you are just gonna go make yourself a sandwich take a bathroom break and uh yeah, cause yeah. I mean, so you either are probably really into this match and think it's a lot of fun or you're like all right let's get to that macho flair um i will say it is cool it is introduced by ray combs remember the um host of family feud back absolutely. in the day absolutely um r.i.p there is an announcement during this match Shawn michaels has left the building mm-hmm which is again one of those like wow we're just I, <laughs> we have to... I forgot that that happens for a few years it's just you get are reminded you, are you, you forgot that Vince McMahon is just always mm-hmm. making sure that the crowd knows what's going on with Shawn Michaels and every well they started thing. well that started because he's doing like an like Elvisy angle and they would do that when Elvis would leave that's why they do that I get it I, I, you know what I, I mean I know like that, what I'm that's saying. actually just... funny I mean we're not talking about when Vince just talks about him. That's Literally all, for for forty five minutes in a forty seven minute show. We're not talking about that yet. We're not there yet. It's all from the same bucket. Um, this match occurred. It occurred to me. It occurred around me. It occurred on me. <laughs> oh. And oh. now we move on. Well, we should mention how it ended. That Virgil pins knobs. Okay. 
of and the Nasty Boys. Now we are up to Randy Savage and Flair. <laughs> like, you don't even care enough to say who I won mean, the fucking match. I mean, look, in all honesty, if you want to spend <clears throat> your, whoa, whoa. your entire time talking about how an eight-man tag, the, for no reason any of these people are fighting each other, and it is not the Survivor Series. If we're just going to sit here and talk about what happened, it makes no sense. None of these people had storylines where it was like, this matters. And it's not the Survivor Series. So it's not like, okay, I understand why this is occurring because this is the Survivor Series gimmick. Like, this is no point. And I mean, the one it thing that... It was a match. It killed time in right. between these matches. That's, I that's will what say, it did. All these guys get their moment in the ring, yeah. um, which is cool. I have read some reviews about it, like this WrestleMania in general because I just want to make sure that like... Not even make sure. I'm not like... I just want to see what other people thought. Some I read one review that absolutely loved this match. And one review that was like, this was the worst piece of garbage I've ever seen. So, I mean, I could see it from either way, depending on... Uh, I pr- It's not... It wasn't my favorite match. But I could see why people would really enjoy it. Especially if you were a wrestling fan in the 80s and these were all guys yes. that you loved this probably would have been great 100% and and I think it's again it's one of those things that if this was a Survivor Series match it would probably be really really cool but it's just not so you know what there's just nothing we can do about that you we're know just kind of stuck here guess what what I'm getting ready to graduate is that Macho Man's music bomb 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 the challenger okay. has <laughs> entered the building. Enough of that. Yeah, well, now we have part one of our two-part main event. Yeah. Macho Man Ric Flair. The match. I, full disclosure. Slick Rick. We watched this match about six months ago. We then rewatched it now. We then watched the all the way up to mid-1999. And now here we are again. And now we're back. It's been wild. Rewatching it again. Yeah. But... On the second and third watches, I really got to appreciate it a little bit more than I did the first time. I am a huge Macho Man fan. I'm a fan of the gimmick of Macho Man. My memories of Macho Man, um, very similar to my memories of Andre the Giant, are not memories of someone that is actually a wrestler. It is more memories of... Like, I remember in the Royal Rumble coming up when Macho Man um, tries to take out Yokozuna. Like, I remember him being this, like, character that I'm like, oh, that's, like, my dad that's, like, trying to fight these guys. Because, like, that's the avatar that I saw him as. Like, an older guy that's, like, still got it that you don't want to fuck around. Like, you're like, yo, that guy's, like, a badass. Like, not my dad specifically, like, but an older, like, that age range. Like, he's not 20. He's not 30. But he's not 50. Like, he's somewhere where, like... Does, I, does that make I sense? I believe he's 38 or 39. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's, like, 40. I just, and you're like, that. I know that that guy's older. I and can't... He's, he's a badass, but he's not, like, Okay, I need badass. you to not call 38 or 39-year-olds older. No, I'm talking um, about in the wrestling game. Like, he's also, been around for 20 years. Really just... I'm concerned. Okay. About you looking... At Macho Man, like he's your dad. I don't know if I'm more concerned for you or your dad in this situation. So you see, when you're trying to circle back <laughs> and make that kind of joke, I think what you're missing is I'm talking about like the the like a, a I mean out of all the guys. The age range. So like my dad and I have 
30-year age range. Literally, I would have been eight years old, nine years old, and they would have been the same exact age. Okay, fair. So I'm saying, like, the things that... But, like, Ric Flair, too, is that age. And so is Jake, and so is Hogan. Like, a lot of these guys right now are that age. Let's be clear. The greatest thing about Ric Flair is I always feel like (laughs) Ric Flair is 50. And I don't... Like, I don't even know. Like, at some point, he goes from 50 to 70. But I don't know, (laughs) like, the entire time in between. But, like, they show pictures of him from when he was younger. And he also looks like he's... (laughs) (laughs) So, for me, that that's not even... It's like... Here's these, like, to me, it's just two older guys. Not older guys. I'm a kid. I I can tell the difference between Owen Hart and Bret Hart and these guys. Even though the reality is they're not that far apart in age. It just appears to the naked eye that they are, right? Yeah, I think Bret is at this point, like, 32 or 33. Yeah, it's not. And Macho Man's, like, he's three years younger than Roddy Piper. I know. It's... It's wild because you look at Brett as this young up and coming guy and you look at someone like Piper like, oh man, he's a veteran. He had a great career and now it's, it's, it's coming to an end. But like really, <laughs> these guys have four or five years in between them, maybe three in this case. So anyway, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's but funny. See, but see, the difference to me is like somebody like Macho Man to me reminded me of, of like, like I said, my dad, like some of those people in the sense that like, like Jake the Snake too, where you're like. This guy's like smoking cigarettes and drinking beer and then beating people up. Like that's the vibe that I got. Whereas I got like, you know, you look at Lex Luger and you're like, I've never seen anybody like that in my life. No, and then and then you're like Hulk Hogan, you're like, I've never like he's so fucking big. Like he's just so big. Yeah. And you know, when I was mentioning Macho Man and Andre, um, I'm talking more like I just don't they just don't they can go out there and put it on for a minute, but it just is not gonna last like forever like when you go back and look and watch like the documentary and watch like him versus uh like superfly snooker and stuff where you're like their legendary match that they had a few years earlier like mm-hmm. those are the kind of things where you're like all right that's a cool fucking match you know this 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 ended up being a cool fucking match because you got two guys that really sold it that really understood how to um you know rise to the moment and steal a show and especially the fact that it's for the title like they really got after it but i, I mean we're, we were talking about it before on the Bret Hart side. The big thing here is Flair does cut himself. And when he cuts himself, which you can kind of see when we watched it, he looks absolutely batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. Because his white hair with that blood he, coming it, into the hair yeah, and it's like, on his head. It's like almost working as a gel to like stick like his hair up in the front. And the red and the white. And he's wearing like red trunks too. Yeah. And he has those like blue eyes. Like he looks, what? He looks, he looks bananas. Possessed. He looks, he looks crazy. Looks, it's amazing. He looks. He looks like what you would expect, like a just turned zombie to look like. Like <laughs> his flesh is not rotted. No, he just looks fucking possessed. Awesome. It's so good. Awesome. No other way that I could say it. Awesome match. Um, yeah. Again, another, even besides that, even if there was day. no blading, no blood, it's still a really good match. Still there is match. so much energy in this match. Yep. They are just going at it, and mm-hmm. it is entertaining AF. Yeah, and 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 I mean again, you know, to, to to kind of go back to what I was saying here, especially coming into what we're going to be coming into as some of these older guys um, take different roles, both within the organization as well as leaving the organization. You know, once you get the new generation, none of those guys like Shawn Michaels doesn't remind me of anybody that I know. 
right? Like at any as an eight year old, I don't know when I want like Shawn Michaels. He reminds me of like maybe older cousins or something, but even a little bit old, like there's just there's no avatar. Even like when we meet Diesel, when we meet Kevin Nash, when we meet Razor Ramon, like nobody looks like that. But like I feel like the You energy... feel like your dad looks like Macho Man. No. I'm gonna tell you, I don't know anyone, especially as a kid, I did not know anyone who looked like any of these guys. Okay. So I'm going to say this in the best way that I can. I've always remembered my parents as being like 40. That's what I remember my parents as. So like Macho Man being like 40, he's like in the range of like my parents. That's what I remember. Okay. Right? So that's what I'm talking about. No, I get about. it. I get it. It's... Like, I'm not talking about, like, I look at Macho Man and go, that looks like my dad. Like, my dad looks I, nothing like, they're not at all, it's just the idea. The fact idea. that you're like, you know, I've never known anyone that looks like Shawn Michaels, but Macho Man looks like my dad. No. <laughs> like, no. what are you saying? What are because, you again, saying? Because, again, you're conflating what I'm saying. I'm talking about, like, <laughs> when I think about, like, my first memories, like, that's kind of what it is, where it's like, where it's that, like your that's dad. That's what I think of a man. Like, that's a man. Macho Man is a man. Like, he's a man. So, your first memory is your dad jumping into the room wearing fuchsia and lime green colored tights and tassels and a bright orange cowboy hat screaming, oh yeah, and snapping into a Slim Jim. That's your first memory of your dad as a baby in Texas. No. Again. Because you are a Texan. It's accurate, but what I'm saying is... I know that's not what you're saying, but that's what it sounds like you're saying. Also, Macho Man's outfit in this match is beautiful. It's like black and gold, and he looks snazzy as fuck. He does, but the long and the short of it is this is two men that are wrestling. Yeah. It's whereas, good. Whereas when we see someone like the one, two, three kid later on, he looks like my cousin. Right? He, he is someone that like looks like somebody cousin. I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Right, you know, like Shawn Michaels reminds me of like... An older cousin, someone like really? that. Really? Which which cousin's that? Hey now. <laughs> and you know, and, and that's just kind of what it is. You know, like by the time by the time I see Stone Cold Steve Austin, which really, I mean, only four years, five years. I'm that much older that I can really differentiate the difference between like <laughs> the little areas, the little gray areas of age, right? Like, you can't look at these guys as... this right as, now, I can't. This, I'm just like, oh, that's like a... That's like... No, Pat, you can't look at these guys as representative of the ages that they are anyway. I mean, most of them look a lot older than they are. You know? They, they, they do. do. And I'll, they I'll have... Yeah. I mean, a lot of them are just steroided out. And, like, uh-huh. that is not... You know, obviously, like... But, um... This match was great. What? There is a point where... There were some brass knuckles passed from the perfect one. El Perfecto. To Flair. Okay. But it doesn't matter because Macho Man still wins. But he pulls the tights. You, Pat, you got to see a little bit of Ric Flair's butt crack. And that... How did that make you feel? Um... Fine. So, anyway, so now that's the thing, right? Macho won, but he pulled the trunk. So now, you know, Flair... Imperfect or screaming about the trunks being pulled. There was a whole Miss Elizabeth running down to the ring with a whole entourage of um, secondary Earl Hebner's and Shane McMahon's with her. Yeah. But did she's... you notice that there's another Earl Hebner? I did. A foot? 
And and, and a few, baby Shane McMahon? I feel like Chekhov's Earl Hebner has already been, it's already been sussed that there's two of them. Like, I feel, didn't they already do, like, the evil twin thing at some point? I think there was a thing before we started our rewatch, yeah. yeah. But. Was his Dave? Is that his name? Dave? Yeah. Dave Hebner. I mean, we did see a wonderful, wonderful sighting of um, Shane McMahon. Yeah. And he's there. Yeah, and he's wearing a suit. He's, was he, wasn't he um, Wasn't he a referee at the Royal Rumble? I believe so, yeah. I believe we saw him. I was yeah. like, I think that's Shane. Yeah, and now he's. It was. Oh, he's suiting it up and over. But anyway, yeah, this match, great. You know, great at match. the end. You, you, oh, oh, what happened at the end after it was all over? That just made this inappropriate for today. Ric Flair just hisses Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. He like force kisses her with his bloody ass face. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes after him and then Macho Man like, tries to kill him. I, I'm just thinking, I'm like, are you talking about when Bobby Heenan stormed off to start screaming that Ric Flair didn't really lose and he's got the photos to show that Macho Man grabbed his tights? But I'm like, but he won the match. I would say that's the one thing about this that bothered me. There was supposed to be some big reveal of a, of some sort of Elizabeth. Well, centerfold or something. It's supposed to be like a centerfold Yeah, and it, I don't really feel like it happened. Well, I mean, spoiler alert. Which is, you know, uh, the, the whole thing that she's like this object, though, that they're, it's you tough. know, it, it's it's a little rough. But, um, but uh, yeah, great match. Wonderful match. Um, new two, champ. New champ in town. Two, as we say, old timers that really brought it, even though they're not that old, but they kind of are, but they're not. And they're also going to continue to have careers for like 20 years. So it is what it is. We... And that, like I said, with Bobby running out, them cutting a promo. Mind you, I feel like one of the greatest parallels and the greatest things to do here as we're doing our rewatch, which, again, is a lot of fun if you just want to turn off from the world, right? You just, we still watch, we still have jobs, we still do stuff. We watch real TV that's current. We do. But when we're watching some of this stuff, like when I'm watching Ric Flair cut these promos, mm-hmm. and at the same time it's superimposed on the Rock-Austin feud in the Attitude Era, the Rock is channeling Ric Flair when he's like, yeah, you may have beat me, but you didn't really, you, you're you just holding my title for me. You're just holding it for me. It's like, he beat you. You know, because the, the promos that Flair cuts now subsequently are all like, yeah, you beat me, but you were like cheating a little, but you won. But I really have the real championship. You don't even have the real championship. It just reminds me of just... Yeah, like you cheated. You are yeah. the champ, but you cheated to get there. But you didn't really get... And it, you still have to face me again. Just, and we'll see how long you hold on to that belt. Because I'm getting my belt back. Yeah, it's, it's just that same. energy. Where, just that same like wild heel energy where you're just like, Yeah, I, I, you may have won, but you didn't really win. I'm still the greatest. Fuck off, I'm the greatest. That's my thing. Fuck you, I'm the greatest. And I, I love it. I just I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. The, the promo he cuts after this in the yeah. locker room looking absolutely insane with yeah. his blood oh it's great it's so good it's really good we i will say doesn't it isn't it fun though to like get sucked into this even though it is so old and like sometimes you watch the superstars and you're like oh my god i gotta get through this and then you watch something like this and i genuinely get excited for things and i genuinely get like bummed if the guy i wanted to win loses even though i know who's gonna win and lose and then i'm like wow this is cool like it's still has a little bit of it, a little bit of that magic, you know? As long as it's remastered, which all of these pay-per-views are, oh, yeah. it's absolutely enjoyable enough because it's like 90% of the stuff that would really take you out of the time period 
is, you know, like, for example, if you're watching an old soap opera, which I'm sure, you know, every episode of Days of Our Lives is probably available somewhere. If you're watching something from, like, 1970, and I mean, we talk about it all the time. I think it's Days of, their li- of Our Lives that it'll take, like, something like, I forget how many years, years and years and years to actually watch it all. It's insane. Well, oh, okay, okay, but, um, you know, take that, or you take, like, Friends, or you take Seinfeld, or you take any of these shows, and you're like, well, you know, if you had a cell phone, you'd resolve this plot line, or if you had, uh, you know, shit, now if you had a ring camera, you can see all sorts of different things that, you know, oh, I caught this one spying with that one, I hired a private... Point being, like, this is wrestling. It's occurring, for the most part, in the arena. It's occurring, you know, for the most part, in a promo. So it's kind of like, it's fun. Because it doesn't matter that this happened 20 years ago. You can still feel invested. It'd be like, I really want to see how this ends. I just I just want to see how it ends. You know, I just want to see how this storyline ends. So I do feel what you're saying. Like I said, for me, that was really the, that Jake-Undertaker match, more than anything, like, had that vibe. He's like, I just want to see how this ends. Like, I don't even know how we got here. I just want to see how it ends. Oh, I gave him two, D- two DDTs wasn't enough. All right. You know, we're adults, and we're just enjoying it. We're just engrossing ourselves in the storyline. Yeah. But we go from here to a... Uh, Tatanka Rick Martel match. Jen. Tatanka yes. Rick Martel match. This is a match. It's a match that happened. That's your note. This was a match that happened. <laughs> I'm looking at your note on the big board. This was a match that happened. Yeah, I mean they're I it's it's a match to to put over Tatanka. You know, he's new, he's new on the scene, he's still undefeated. Um Rick Martel's a model. Yes, he is. He's very arrogant. Um, Tatanka, he's, he's got the spirits. There was dancing members the, of his Lumbee tribe. There, oh, there. yeah, that's right. That's right. There, there were dancing members of the Lumbee tribe. Um, Tatanka wins. Really no, really no stakes in this, except I think they're really just trying to put Tatanka over, and he's still undefeated, and yeah. Full disclosure, when I was a kid, my pecking order of of wrestlers, not surprisingly, went Bret Hart, then Razor Ramon, and then Tatanka. I just loved Tatanka. Yeah. I don't know what it was. He just was fun. I, I loved like, him oh, a lot when fun. I was a kid, too. I did. I just love him. He was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. So this was fun to kind of see this like first cool big moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was it fun. Was, it was cool for him. Yeah. You know, we've been introduced to his character. We're going to get Razor Ramon soon enough, but it's just fun because I'm like, I remember, like, oh, yeah, I like Tatanka. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, you know, I'm just like, ah. Oh, you know, like those are just my guys. And Bret Hart was my guy because obviously he was in the headlining events, but he was just fun to play as in the video game. And he always had like a different, like his thing to do was different. Pretty sure Rick Martel was in like a video game. And like the thing with Bret Hart is like his move was like, you, like other people, like Macho Man's move, like you go up on the rope and then do a special move or Razor Ramon or Diesel. They're all doing like, you know, Razor's Edge or Powerbomb. Like when you did the finisher... You had to, like, grapple with a guy and then do the finisher. Bret Hart's like, he's got to be on the ground. Then he can't be near the ropes. And then you get him in the sharpshooter and you win. Like, I just win. So it was fun. So that's why I enjoyed him, too. No, nothing to do with Tatanka. Had nothing to do with him as an actual wrestler, just his... Uh, his finishing moves. How fun. easy it was to win as him. No, no, it was, it, was, it was harder to set up his move. Oh, okay, I got you, I got you, I got you. Because, like, he, you couldn't do it, like, near the ropes or whatever it was. And the guy had to be on the ground and then you had to, like, you know get him you had to be like his legs need to be away from the ropes these are old genesis games and stuff it's very it's amazing that you remember that i mean i played these games too but i don't remember the 
Yeah, well, see, I feel like when we saw Shawn Michaels the other day and he did that, like, over his shoulder. You said that? Like, we were walking down the street and Shawn Michaels walked by? Like, when you said when we saw him the other day? Yeah. Like, we just bumped into him on the road. It's fine. We did. Shawn? And he's like, hey. Yeah, and and when he did his, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. side suplex or whatever, that was, you know, a move that I remember that you can do, too. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was his that was his finisher for a while. Originally, yeah. yeah. And then you had to set him up with the sweet chin music. That guy had to be groggy and then you hit him. But this was a match. It was a match. It happened. It wasn't terrible. It had really no stakes. And um, on to the next match. Natural Disasters versus Money, Inc. Mm-hmm. My all-time two favorite. <laughs> like, my all-time favorite heel tag team. Oh, Money, Inc. Oh. I know. <laughs> They're great. There's no fucking reason for any of it. They're my favorite tag team of this like time of this time of all the tag teams now. I mean, they're not of my favorite tag team forever, but for right now, they are definitely my absolute favorite tag team. I love fucking Ted DiBiase's song. Oh yeah, top three. Um, it's hold on, hold on. What is your favorite tag team then? Of all time? Yes. I don't know. I I don't know. I have to really think about it. What is your favorite heel tag team? Because these guys are not faces. So no. who would you... like? No, they, they might be my favorite heel tag team, but I, I you know, I, that's hard. I really did kind of like Davy Boy and Owen. Um, were they really heels, though? Yeah. I think they were, and then they... I don't know what they were. Um, yeah, no, at this time, this is my favorite. Yeah. I, I just have a hard time... Listen, you know I can't commit to favorites. I don't... Just the, the 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 way you said it, you know, was just I just felt like is there someone else? Like I feel like another heel tag team, maybe not, but uh, because they are know. just straight maybe. heels at a level that it's just so good. And, and you know, not to get into the match, but they got beat. No, we're they not, were beat. There's really not much to get into. They were beat, and they just fucking left. No, they, they just took do their titles and the left. Best heel move of this yeah. era. Oh, I got the belt. I don't want to fight you anymore. You're a 400 pound man. I'm done. That's going to kill me. I'm just going to walk out and you know what? Take the W. I'll keep so my good. strap. They just walk out. It's so it's, fucking good. It's, it's so, so good. Because it's, so, it's so. As it happened, I'm like, oh shit. I forgot that this is going to happen literally all the time now mm-hmm. with whoever has the belt who's a heel. It's just, there's no. It's so good. Because it's, it's just like, that's, it's like, that's right. There's nothing. Saying you can't do this and still be the champion until we start putting those stipulations on, right? Until we start having the, you know, false count anywhere or whatever. Like, we, we, it's just like, here you go. Like, I'm out. Like, fuck you. Like, they were literally setting him up to do the finisher to win the belts. Mm-hmm. Or they were the like, nah, fuck that. I'm nah. out. Deuces. So, wonderful. Wonderful. And again, that's, that's why I love them. Because they come out, they have, like, he has such an awesome en- entrance music. Yeah, he has good music. And, and I like IRS how- just always wrestling in his fucking work attire. Like yeah. He just came from auditing someone. He's going like, to audit someone else. He's got his three moves. I mean, was this an epic match? No, absolutely not. But the fact that they walked out and kept the belts like assholes just just made my little heart happy. Then we, uh, then we were treated to Owen Hart versus Skinner. Yeah. Again, another match that happened. Match that happened. I love Owen. Yeah, I do too. Um, I do too. The tobacco thing that Skinner does really skews me out. I know it's supposed to, but it really takes me out of whatever's going on. It was a quick match. I mean, Owen's great, but like this match, 
you know, it was a match that happened. It was quick. It was dirty. All in once. And here we have our main event. And then we have the main event. Sid with Harvey Whippleman versus Hulk Hogan. With himself and Hulkamania. Um, and all the Hulkamaniacs. And I, every Hulkamaniac. I think as we've discussed, uh, Hulk Hogan wasn't really our guy. I know he's a lot of people's guys. Mm-hmm. I do enjoy um, the legacy of Hulk Hogan, right? So I mm-hmm. enjoy everything that he brought. I know who he is. Thunder in Paradise. Wonderfully <laughs> cheesy show. You just said you know who he is. No, there's nobody. Is. Nobody doesn't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like everything that he brings, like who he is, yeah. like like what he is, like what he did for wrestling. I just I didn't follow it to WCW, and he's just old school to me. He's just when I when I he think is of old, old school, school, yeah, we, right. But I mean, like you know, when we were watching that other WrestleMania the other day with Andre and the Battle Royale, and they're like, "Here's Bruno San Martino," like that's old school. So, like, Hogan is old school to us. Everything winds up being old school. Yeah, you know, know. everything eventually. But so, to, to us, me, yeah. that's what it is. And I just, you know. Well, I'm, here it is. This is another changing of the guard, right? This is his last match. Yep. He's, quote, unquote, retiring. I mean, we know he's going on hiatus now in retrospect. But at the time, you did not know that. You thought he was gone forever. And, I mean, essentially, he really kind of is because it, we're pushing. Now they're going to really push the younger guys Um you know, a lot of it has to do with the steroid troubles that Vince is getting in. All these in. older guys that are using steroids that just kind of go away um, after this WrestleMania. Which, there's a good episode of Dark Side of the Ring on that, if yeah. uh, you're interested. But, yeah, this is another, another one of those. A cool WrestleMania, because it really... I feel like this is a good marriage of the old and, and the and the new coming together. Yeah, I mean this uh this match they kinda did what two big guys that are a little bit slower do. Um and I don't I mean slower just in terms of like their movement speed at this they're point. Big. Yeah. yeah. You know, Sid's never really been the most agile guy. Um but no. his presence and demeanor and how he cuts a promo have always made him awesome i would say like four to five minute like all right this is cool like okay he's gonna do a couple moves like this is like yeah. surprise type like you know bouncer type dude oh he's definitely not the, the the best in ring by any stretch right but he is awesome he's awesome i love yeah. him he's, he's one yeah. of my favorite you know especially even on the rewatch it got even better one of my favorite um wrestlers i mean at the time when you're watching it and it's like week to week and you might miss a week, might miss two weeks, and you know it's like, oh, you're sit again, you're sit again, and you you're not, you're seeing jobber matches, and you really kind of want to see more, and then you watch these pay per views. It's not as great, but now you just have the ability to just pop it on in the background, and these are forty five minute episodes, and you put them on while you're working or whatever, and you just get to enjoy. It. And it's like this is, yeah, this guy's great. It was really cool. Yeah, he's cool. Just enjoyable, and and with that being said, how did you feel about this match? So with that being said, we'll get to the end of this match, and then then I'm going to do my exercise that I'm going to spring upon you here for this. Are they going to be jumping jacks? Yes. <laughs> this match no. ends with, um, as Jen told me, I guess, a botched run-in spot. Papa Shango was supposed to run in. Mm-hmm. Didn't. Yeah, he was supposed to break up a pin that Hogan had on Sid, and 
cause a DQ. So but he Whi- missed his cue or wasn't getting So Whippleman get, does it. DQs it. Shango comes in, beats up Hogan, and then the Ultimate Warrior comes the fuck out of nowhere. Yeah, and people lose their mind. Two thousand miles, which an was hour. cool. It actually it you feel cool. the energy of how the, of the Warrior. Yeah, you felt that crowd be like, yes. Maybe you're taking away Hulk, but you're giving us the Warrior. And it ends, and with, you feel it. They clear, they clear the ring out, and they're triumphant, and we're at the end of the WrestleMania, and that's our main event. Yeah. So. Which was the coolest part of that match, I'd say, was the energy you got from the Warrior. But anyway. As we do, we do a winner, a loser, best dress, best hair, um, the most surprising, most disappointing. And we're going to rank them. But I think what we should do is we have nine spots on the card. Instead of actually ranking these by number. Mm. Let's just put them in one through nine. Nine being the match that we like the most. And one being the match that we like the least. Not actually saying like, well, this is a 4.2. Oh, we have to agree on everything? Wow. Okay. We can make a case for it. Okay. Let's do it. So I'm going to bring up what I think is the best match. Okay. I think the best match is Bret Hart Roddy Piper. Okay. And the reason I think it's the best match is because I really, really like... They got to go first with the blood... But I just think that, like, when I watched the Macho Man Flair match and didn't recall what was going on, I was like, okay, either one of these guys could win. I knew Brett was going to win because you just knew Brett was going to win. He had the title, then he lost the title, but you know he's going to get the title. Like, I just felt he was going to get the title back. And we mentioned it before that, like, Roddy was kind of holding on to it. And I just don't think it was, I don't think it could have been cooler. Like, I just, I, I felt like Roddy's going to lose. And he did, but he did so gracefully. And they hugged at the end. I just thought it was awesome. I don't know if I would have felt that way. I don't know if I would have known who was going to win. I knew, I knew who was going to win. So I never had the experience of not knowing who was going to win. I think that you probably thought Brett was going to win. I feel like that's probably, you're probably right about that. But I will say that I think it's even cooler that in the Macho Flair match, I don't think people expected Macho Man to win. I, or to win in a way that he would become the champion. I agree with you, though, that I would give that the number one. Okay. And so. then that's not... that. So we're going to give this a nine. Oh, giving it a nine. Okay, we're going We're, we're going, going This is nine. This is our best match. And then right after that, without even trying... Is like eight point nine nine nine, which will which will be our eight slack because we're we're kind of making our card, right? Yeah, but then you're kind of giving that the headlining match, which is well, if, no, you know what? It's fine because I I I do agree. Like if I both of those matches, I think are the two best matches we've seen since we started this rematch, hands down. So I just feel like at the end of, at the end of this session, this six months, when we look back and make our mixtape to watch our favorite matches. This is gonna be. This might be the last match we lot we watch, which is why I'm I'm giving it that high of a rating. Number eight is just this match, and it's 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 like eight point nine. It's the, like it's the, like right there. The Macho Man Ric Flair match. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, agree. You, you could flip a coin. If I watch both of these matches, I'm satisfied. Yeah, now, I am happy. I'm gonna. Say this was a really good WrestleMania, and I'm gonna say it it's because of those two matches. I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna go the other way. Okay. 
the worst match, I believe, mm-hmm. through no fault of his own, mm-hmm. Owen Hart Skinner. Okay. Now. I love Owen Hart. I hate I this. I love Owen Hart. I hate it too. But there just was no, there just was no juice. Like, I just didn't. Yeah, these, this, there's no. You're just putting just no, over Owen and it's so quick. Um, yeah, it, it it wasn't even like a ten minute match. They probably were running out of time. And did you exactly. know there was supposed to be a bulldog match, but they ran out of time. Well, that's that's a what bulldog I'm saying. berserker match. Yeah, this so just ran that's out probably of time, they just so it just you get what you, you get. Know, that's that's fine. And he doesn't really have his. The thing I love about Owen Hart is I love his heel character. I mm-hmm. hated him as a kid. I was like, this guy is so annoying. I hated him, and that's because he's so good. And it, being that character. And he hasn't even built that up so, yet. No, no. So it's kind of hard when he's in his lime 80s jacket. But yeah, okay. The next agree. one I'm going to say, I'm going to go to number two. The second worst match you're going to. Yeah, so like if I'm redoing this card, like if I got to rewatch this in order. Okay. You know, so I'm starting on, maybe I'm running a little late. You're going to save the best for last, but you you're starting with Owen, Owen Hart Skinner. Skinner. Then I'm going to go with Tatanka and Rick Martel. Okay. I mean, I really, I really just want to get that eight-man tag out of the way. Well, side note, the eight-man tag is coming. I think that the only reason I'm giving Tatanka Rick Martel is the two of them had no juice in terms of, like, why they're actually, like, fighting with each other. And it, it, it's, it's, it, you almost could have made, like, a better case to have a feud between, like, Skinner and Tatanka or something. Like, ah, you know, he's, like, uh, going on Native American land taking alligators like you could have done like <laughs> like you could have done something a little bit more than like it's like well okay fine I, I i don't want to agree but i don't care enough to i don't that's how much these two matches matter to me is i don't care right. enough to actually argue with you but i would rather watch this over the eight man tag now i'm going to go to the eight man tag okay good. you need to you need to okay with really nothing more to say except the only reason why is because I'm like, oh, the eight-man tag. Like, I know Big Boss Man. Mm-hmm. Virgil's wearing the mask because he just got throttled by uh, our boy Sid. <laughs> the mask. We didn't even talk about the mask. The Mounties out there being the Mount. Like, it's okay. just, you know, it's whatever. Um, num- you need to get the other tag team match out. You got to get it out of here. You got to get it. You got to get it out of here. Okay. 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 You got to give that to me. Thank you. There it is. So this is four. That's four. I know. I know you love Money Inc. and I do too. It's tough. It's tough because now we're in that middle line, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know. Mhm. So now we got left. We have our main event. We have our Shawn Michaels Tito, and we have our Undertaker Jake Roberts. That's what we have left, and they're in the middle. Those three matches are in the middle, and I'd say they're all pretty. I you could. You could probably pick out of a hat and, you know, make a case for any of these being in any order. So, in my opinion... Okay. I'm ready to hear your opinion. I think it goes... Sean Tito. Only because of the juice Tito's brain. I think Tito held it pretty well, um, but... Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is five. Yep. Six. I'm going to go with Undertaker Jake this You night. have to, because you have to. It's, it's the, Hulk's uh, quote-unquote last match. You have to. You have right. to. 
And and the warrior runs in. So I feel like you really have to do it that way. It's not... I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, that Sid Justice Hulk Hogan match is going to be, like, number five. But that isn't really cool, so... So, when you look at this now... Yeah. This is what I'm taking from her. This is what I'm saying. Are... You friends with her. Like, our match that stole the show was the Brett Roddy match only because we were not... This goes to what our other categories were. I was most surprised by that match because I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting mm. it to be as good as it was. It was really good. Yeah, It yeah. was really good. Yeah. And that's why that's here because I feel like it really elevated what it was for being an IC title match. It was really, really good. Um, again, with our double main event, that stole the show, at least from the Hogan match, in my opinion. My opinion. I am up. Now, again, if anybody wants to sit here and be... And there's not even a case to be made. The Randy Savage, Rowdy Piper match... Uh, Randy Savage, Ric Flair match easily could be the best match. You could switch them and I'd be... I would, I would have no If problem. you said to me, I have to give that the best match, I would have been like, I'm not arguing. This is I just Because I honestly... I don't know. Like, I can flip and flop on which one of those two matches I think is the best one. They're both so good. And it's... Four legends. It's hard. It's they're both really cool and they do really cool heel shit and blood and dirty playing dirty. I love them both, so it's hard to. Yeah, it, um, it is strictly that is strictly like a personal. Like I said, yeah, just so, from just from how much I enjoy Bret Hart matches and stuff like that. Like that's 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 all this is. Mm-hmm. I'm a kid. I yeah. like it. Oh, no, no. And yeah. when I watch it, well, I got all the kid. feels again. You're a, we're watching this as adults now. Sure, so. but I'm saying I still got all the feels. Yeah, like, like no, when, I, when I'm watching I all too. this, I'm like, man. Yeah, that, yeah, Bret Hart, so. So, who is your winner of the whole thing? Well, my winner of the whole thing is Macho Man Randy Savage. For multiple it reasons. Has, it has to be. Multiple has to reasons. Be. Has to be with the runner-up being Bret. Uh, I'm going to go out on it. I'm actually going to go a different direction. I'm going to zag right there. Then the runner-up being the person he beat, Ric Flair, because... The energy that now Ric Flair gets to have and the bullshit he gets to spit now about that is exactly where you want someone like that to be. Because because they actually had nothing beforehand. They created this idea that, you know, Miss Elizabeth is a floozy and blah, 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 blah. And she's, you know, sleeping with Ric Flair. (laughs) And you're like, but none of this really makes sense, right? Like, if you have the photos and whatever, like, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. Wow, okay. So, like, okay. So, he wins. Then they validate that's not real. Spoiler alert. And now, Ric Flair just has this energy of basically being like... He just... He doesn't even, like, acknowledge that it's not real. He's like, it's real. But whatever it is or it's not, I'm still gonna beat you because you grab my tights. I'm like, yes! Like, that's it! Like, we're just... We just move right along. As if it didn't happen. So, I'm gonna give... Okay. Ric Flair. I'm gonna keep Brett in my... In my... Honorable mention, but you can put Flair in yours. Okay. Who lost this shit? Honestly, I think who lost this is... Yeah, I'm going to go down a limb. It's the big guy. Jake's name. Oh. I was going to say Hulk Hogan. Oh. 
No, I, I thought Hogan was. I thought Hogan did fine. I mean, the reason. But it's like he's leaving. Hulkamania is dying. The younger guys are coming in, and it's kind of like, bye. I, I don't know. That's how I feel. Jake was. But not, Jake has a similar thing going on. So. Jake was not allowed to bring snakes. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucker's true. name That's is Jake not... the Snake. Okay. Not okay, allowed to bring snakes. To we'll, we'll give it to Jake. We'll give it to Jake. Drop two right. DDTs on the Undertaker. Yeah, and still got it. Got it tombstone on the tombstone on the pavement on the <laughs> like what even goes on your gimmick is you bring snakes okay nope. no more snakes for you your gimmick is they're like you, once the snake actually horrified half of the american children and then proceeded to die after after biting <laughs> macho man after putting macho man in the hospital these snakes are not welcome it's here. like <laughs> no you can't have snakes and then on top of that all you did for all of your matches was set up your wonderful DDT and we're like, yeah, that doesn't work on The Undertaker. Like, okay. So, I mean, like, <laughs> like I just look at it as, like, a hierarchy, like, in a video game. Like, if you can't beat The Undertaker, like, if you can't beat The Undertaker, but The Undertaker loses to Hulk Hogan, then, like, you, you can't, like, you're just, like, that's it. There's just nothing. Right? Like, there's just, there's nothing. If you can't beat him, there's nothing. So, unfortunately, that's my loser. Who do you got for best dress in their WrestleMania finals? Well, I have Macho Man and uh, runner-up, the Sensational Sherry. I'm giving it to Sensational Sherry because she was sensational. She's so sensational. She had her in a WrestleMania finest. What about that hair? Oh, Ric Flair with his bloody no white hair is... The fact that he got fined for that... Like Vince. Vinny. What are you thinking? Vinny, you have no idea how that's how that's going to hold on 30 you know, years later. Like, I want 30 you to 30 years think, later, it's going to be dope. I just wish you could look into a crystal ball and see what's going to be going on in five years in Helena Cells. Like, it, it's Vinny. You're going to be fighting people. Like, you're <laughs> actually going to be getting in the ring fighting people. Like, can we just agree that, like... I've seen multiple people's faces get shoved in his bare ass. Like, this is, like... I saw my calm hero... Calm down, Vinny. Mankind literally covered in thumbtacks. Oh, I hate that so much. I know, I know. Oh, like Ric Flair doing his old man by the poolside in fucking Florida cheetah chops to people. <laughs> I love them though. I, I know, love but I'm saying chops. he's doing the cheetah chops. Cheetah chop. Cheetah. It's chop. a little more fun when it's you know quote unquote like wholesome because it's like these little things just just hit. They just I mean, hit like, different. Oh you know. My God, it's a fucking zombie. So is he even alive? Like I said, the the most surprising match is the match that we both kind of agreed was just in a vacuum. Just a match that would be like, wow, it's a fun match was the, the Brett Roddy match. Because again, when you are not watching it from a week to week storyline, like I just paid 30 bucks for this pay-per-view and these are the people I want to see. Like I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know? Yeah, but... I actually had it as what I thought was going to be my number one. So I can't even say that was the most surprising for me. So what was the most surprising for you? Um, <laughs> I don't, nothing really surprised me. I don't know why I put most surprising on there. Um, Were you surprised? I don't really that... have an answer here. I, I was surprised at how good the Macho Man Ric Flair match was. Okay. I thought it was going to be good. But it was just really good. And um, I think I was surprised at how it kept my attention. Because I tend to get a little, like, ADHD sometimes. And I'll be like, Jen, put down your phone. You have to pay attention to this. You know, you gotta you gotta take notes. 
this podcast and I, I just can get so distracted. But this, I was completely 100% invested. So I'll go with that. And finally, what was the biggest disappointment? Uh, I'm going with the Jake the Snake Undertaker match for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going for me. The biggest disappointment is just going to be the the Hogan Sid match because yeah. it was last, and obviously why? Because it's Hulk Hogan. It's alleged. It's allegedly his last match. You want to save that Ultimate Warrior reveal. Um, Papa Shango making his appearance to, you know, he's another... But, like, why? Like, is there a thing with him and Hogan? Like, th- that was I just so just random. More, but it's not, though, because I think it's just more to just establish these two new guys as just, like, heels. And then, like, rogues gallery for okay. The Undertaker, right? Because they're perfect for The Undertaker. Another big guy. If you're trying to make The Undertaker face, like, here's Papa Shango. Like, he's going to come and take The Undertaker's soul and everything else, you know, or whatever. Like, Do- what's more evil, the voodoo or the... Or the just morbid undertakerness. Seeing as though <laughs> it's like... the Godfather is inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, which is a gimmick that he adopts six or seven years later, I would say the Undertaker. <laughs> well, it wasn't. It wasn't really a question. <laughs> you know but what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would just say that. Okay. Um, you you had down here new shit at the bottom of our. That's just an Easter egg for you. Okay. Anything else you want to add on our big old WrestleMania wrap-up then? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. Um, This, actually, this is the last WrestleMania that we have Gorilla Monsoon. Bye-bye, Gorilla. Bye, Gorilla. He, um, the only WrestleMania that we have the Monsoon Heenan team calling the whole event because WrestleMania 7 Heenan left to manage a guy or two. Um, So that's a little factoid. But, uh, yeah, I think we covered everything. I mean, this is just a really cool one because it's, it really feels like a good bridge from the old to the new and get those two amazing matches. So, yeah, I, I mean, this was fun. I would definitely rewatch this again in the future. Yeah. And like I said, we have at least two matches that I know are going to be on our ultimate card for the year of mm-hmm. 92 for sure. Yeah. And, you know, one of the matches being like, hey, look at this match. Like, if you remotely are interested in wrestling at all at any point in your life, just go watch that match. Listen. Go, go watch the go watch the piper Bret Hart match if you know who those people are. Especially if you're just one of those people that... Pat. Yeah. I just want to say something. Yeah. Do you think anybody has gotten one hour and 23 minutes into this podcast who is not even remotely interested in wrestling? <laughs> no, I just mean like, you know... I don't know. Like, sometimes people can stumble on podcasts. I've done it before about different topics, and you listen to it, and you're like, okay, and maybe they enjoy us. Maybe they enjoy our banter. Maybe they enjoy us laughing. But. I enjoy, I like you. I like you, too. And at the end of the day, <laughs> you know. I don't know what I'm, I'm getting loopy. You are. And, and we're going to wrap this up <laughs> here. But out. at the end of the day, when we are talking about matches later on and our end of the year wrap-up, I just think it's important to kind of, you know, highlight this now so we remember it later. Like, this was a really good one. Because we're going to yeah. have still a Survivor Series and a SummerSlam. Oh, I thought you were going to say we're going to have some real slot. bad ones. There's going to be some stinker pay-per-views. I or, thought you were going to say that. UK Backlash, whatever that one is. Like, we're going to have more oh, events. The, the UK Rampage? Rampage. And there may be cooler matches. That's like in two weeks from now. Yeah, but just out of context, match is really good. Really enjoyable. And I uh, can't say it enough. I was surprised... 
but also I enjoyed it. You know, if, if I had to tell anybody to take a half hour, go watch that. Oh, yeah. So your, what you predicted mm-hmm. to be the best three was Macho Man Flair, mm-hmm. then Jake Taker, mm-hmm. and then Brett Piper. So you were wrong. I was wrong. You what, were wrong. What was yours? Brett Piper, mm-hmm. Macho Flair, mm-hmm. and then Jake Taker. And so I'll give you the win there. You get to buy me dinner. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Well. Well, I guess anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. Is Hulkamania dead? Bye, guys. Bye.